Welcome to the Commune Podcast. This is Jeff Krasno. Now, many of you may receive my weekly Sunday commusing article where I address a breadth of issues from the spiritual to the socio-political. And on occasion, I will also record an audio version of these articles and release it here as a bonus episode. Now, this week's missive explores the coincidence of opposites that emerge within the natural world and how nature's intelligence yearns to bring these opposites together and find coherence. So I hope you enjoy this week's commusing, titled String Bean Theory. The limp-lone string bean lingering on my plate appears forlorn. I've spared it to make it appear as if my appetite is sated. This token action is a feeble attempt to make my hostess feel less guilty. She has inadvertently starved me through serving an extensive buffet of almost exclusively meat dishes. You see, I'm plant-based now, yawn. Now, candidly, I was hoping that going vegan would get me invited to less dinner parties. I'm becoming a curmudgeonly recluse. I suppose it takes time for the word to spread. Skylar, who has dragged me to this loathsome affair, has sparked a gratitude circle. And while I enjoy a good ritual, the outward expression of gratitude, despite my inestimable good fortune, can ring a bit mawkish. As Skylar is snuggled to my left and her initiation of the right has put me at the back of the line. So we're inching around the perimeter of the gathering and all the juicy recipients of thankfulness are being scooped up. Family, friendship, community, health. Staring at my Arico Vert, I'm at a loss for something original to say. I suppose I should just give my ego a rest and simply echo what is true, if trite. I'm grateful for my loving family and occasional stints of laughter. But then, quite precipitously, it's my turn, and I grab the spindly end of the flaccid legume and hold it up. I am grateful for this string bean. Where I'm going with this, nobody knows including me, but with minor trepidation, I launch into string bean theory. Well, you see, 93 million miles away, in the core of a star that we call the sun, hydrogen nuclei are fusing together to form helium. This fusion process releases light energy that travels through the galaxy and toward our modest little planet. Photons enter the Earth's atmosphere as visible electromagnetic radiation and hit the chloroplasts in the leaf of the twisting bean vine that is trellising up a pole in our garden. The energy from the sun catalyzes a process known as photosynthesis, where carbon dioxide from the air and water absorbed through the roots combine to synthesize energy in the form of ATP and glucose. A glucose, a simple carbon strand molecule, serves as the building block for the fabrication of carbohydrates, fatty acids, and amino acids. My bean plant uses these macronutrients for its structure and in combination with its genomic code, produces the long stringy pod that dawdles on my plate. 
Now, quite generously, Mr. Bean shares his unused carbohydrates with the dynamic community of microbes, earthworms, and mycelium networks that thrive beneath our feet. The byproduct of this astounding process is oxygen. Just looking at the bean, salted and flavored just so, triggers the release of saliva and digestive enzymes in my mouth. As I bite into it, the creation story of photosynthesis is undone. I chew. My epiglottis, a flap of cartilage at the root of my tongue, depresses to cover the opening of my windpipe, and the mutilated bean travels down my esophagus. The journey is rendered inexorable by peristalsis, the involuntary constriction and relaxation of muscles in my GI tract that moves the hapless bean towards its inevitable fate. I can stand on my head and the bean will move toward my stomach, where acids and enzymes await, bibbed with fork and knife in hand. Hydrochloric acid and amylase collapse the carbohydrates into chyme, which seeps into my small intestine. Glucose is absorbed into the bloodstream, where it is picked up by insulin secreted from the pancreas, and then the carbon strand molecule is ushered into the cell for energy production. Though I'm tempted to go granular, I'll spare you the gory details of cellular respiration, glycolysis, the Krebs cycle, and the electron transport chain, but it is nothing less than astonishing. Through a refined and extremely complicated process, glucose, with the aid of oxygen, is converted to ATP, adenosine triphosphate, which animates our entire existence from motor function to thought processes, from cardiovascular operation to digestion itself. The byproducts, carbon dioxide and water. In summary, photosynthetic cells use sun energy, carbon dioxide and water to make glucose and oxygen. Non-photosynthetic cells, you and me, break down glucose for energy to make carbon dioxide and water. The miracle of the carbon cycle offers a glimpse into the coincidence of opposites that arise within nature, yin and yang, up and down, feminine and masculine, moon and sun, youth and age, life and death, each with a toe in each other's pond, mutually interdependent, uninstantiated without its mere inverse. When unimpeded, nature will find its balance, for it has had billions of years to iron out the kinks. No one made the carbon cycle, or the citric acid cycle, or photosynthesis. Nobody put it there. It simply and slowly emerged. In our quest for meaning, humanity can get tangled up in our myths. We concoct long-bearded, grandfatherly godheads in our own image and claim the opposite. We attribute life to cosmic alchemy as if it were truly blown into ceramic figurine in a day. But upon humble examinations of life's implausible systems, the logos, the foundational intelligence of the universe, is revealed as an emergence. We exist within a holobiont, what the Buddha dubbed Indra's net, an interconnected meta-organism that is endlessly innovating and evolving 
in the quest for coherence. Humanity rightfully champions its great achievements, but the elegance of our interdependence with plants or the technology within our mitochondria, the energy producing archaea within ourselves, dwarfs human artifice. And this magnificence is all unfolding without fanfare under the crust of consciousness, outside of construct. All we need to do is move with its grain to sit here and eat a bean. Reflecting on nature and her intricate ways can inspire tremendous thankfulness. And we are incomprehensibly here in receipt of this strange, beautiful, imperfect, and fleeting life, unwittingly participating in this greater creative process of life and death and death and life. How justly will we live? What courage will we summon? How deeply will we love? Our gratitude is most sincerely expressed by how we live our lives in our works and actions that recognize the miracle of nature's gifts. Thanks for listening to this episode. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, preferably positive, and follow me on the IG at Jeff Krasno. That's all from the commune for this week. My name is Jeff Krasno, and I am here for you.